0: With us today is Dr. Peter Michalos, our in-house genius, a historian, a uh, soon-to-be author, a, uh, a, a doctor, a, a person, our in-house genius. Uh, Dr. Uh, Peter Michalos, uh, tell us, what do you think is important for people to learn today?
1: Well, today we're going to talk about uh, our second brain and the uh, area that's 80% of our immune system, and it turns out that our our the intestines and our human gut turns out to be a very fascinating uh, area of research and treatment and uh, area where we're going to be getting a lot of things like future diagnosis and spotting diseases earlier, and even treating certain disease, including uh, mental illness, uh, has been identified to be associated with what's happening in our intestines. And it turns out that it's the home to 100 trillion microorganisms, which is about 10 pounds of microbes that live and coexist with us. And at one time, some of them were infections, but they've learned to coexist with us and live in our intestinal system. And now with DNA sequencing, they've even found out there are 140,000 viral species that live in our gut. And it's almost hard to imagine, but some are good and some are bad. And basically what happens is, just so people understand the definitions, probiotics are the good bacteria that live and coexist with us. Prebiotics are the food that feed the good bacteria and sometimes the bad bacteria. And postbiotics are the products of that uh, digestion. And what happens is basically we now know that where you live and what you eat affects this blend of diverse bacteria and viruses Uh, that live with us. And I recently had a discussion with uh, Dr. Magdalena of Southampton, a top uh, integrative medicine specialist, and basically uh, we talked about how we need to have a healthy diversity of bacteria for a healthy gut because 80% of our immune system we now know is in our intestine. Another fascinating recent finding is we have white blood cells that fight infection, and guess where 75% of them hang out? Around the intestinal tract. Because our intestine is like a border wall and basically it allows the good nutrients to go through and it tries to block the bad nutrients. When some of the bad things get through, that generates inflammation and our immune system detects and it helps actually kill cancer cells. And these are, you know, new revelations. So a healthy gut is associated with less cancer. And several studies have showed that people with colon cancer, for example, have an unhealthy population of certain bacteria before a cancer even develops. So there's going to be tests developing when they test your microbiome, and they're going to be able to anticipate and tell you that you're higher risk for a cancer or, or, or of the colon, which is another fascinating area. And basically, we, you know, we're the hotel host for these bacteria, and uh we, we provide them food for, from uh, our environment, but some of those foods can be good and bad. You know, the good bacteria actually help us digest food, and they actually help break down and eat food. And they also help break down vitamins and make them into absorbable forms so that they can enter our bloodstream. And the, the microbiome, another fascinating new finding, is that it actually influences how people respond to immune therapy people with a good, diverse microbiome in their intestine respond better to chemotherapy and immune therapy. And there's one disease, for example, called C. diff, which you get sometimes from taking too, too many antibiotics, your colon gets inflamed, and you can get life-threatening diarrhea. And they found that when they actually create poop pills where they take poop from healthy people and put it in a pill and make people with that disease take it, it actually can cure it and stop it and repopulate the intestine with good bacteria because when our large intestinal colon is inflamed it can't reabsorb water and that's what diarrhea is and now that has become a standard of care to give people healthy poop pills to stop certain overgrowth of the bad well, bacteria i didn't
0: realize that that in other words the your stomach is something wrong with your stomach and it cannot absorb food and that's the reason for diarrhea it goes all it goes all the way through without being absorbed well, uh, by your you know, body it, uh, for nutrients
1: right it's the in the large intestine is where where we reabsorb all our water so when we get traveler's diarrhea for example and you go to certain countries and e coli starts overgrowing in the walls of the large intestine it causes it to swell and all the little tiny pores where we reabsorb water are blocked and that's what diarrhea is. And it's also a mechanism by which to try to flush and push things out. And now we In other also words, know get other get, that-
0: get rid of any bad stuff that's in your system, and, and that's the purpose of diarrhea. So when you take anti, anti-diarrhea drugs, then that's not really good for you.
1: Well, some of them, it depends on what's in it. For example, Pepto-Bismol, which has bismuth in it, is used worldwide because the bismuth actually helps to kill some of the bad things bacteria. So it, it's a mixed bag. But as long as you drink a lot of water, that's why it's so important with travel diet, you drink a lot of water, because if you don't, you'll end up passing out, fainting, or end up getting an IV in a hospital. The other interesting thing that disrupts the microbiome are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs that are many over-the-counter drugs, alcohol, excess sugar, artificial sweeteners, and even tobacco smoke through unknown mechanism causes a suppression in the good bacteria and we also know that some bacteria uh good bacteria can suppress binge eating behavior but bad bacteria actually increase binge behavior why because the bad bacteria send signals to your brain eat more eat more sugar eat more sugar because they want to be fed some of the foods that are bad for us so that balance is very interesting if you notice in nature there aren't many overweight animals, is that balance that exists. And I forget when, the, when
0: we discussed, uh, it, it was, uh, I had a lot of phone calls, so especially what we discussed, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday when you were on the 5 o'clock show, uh, that the, the sugar feeds the cancer.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Sugar feeds cancer. And that's one of the things that happens, why people lose their appetite when they have solid tumors and cancer, the theory is that in order for the body to starve the the, the tumor of, of sugar, it basically kills appetite, and that's so, another fascinating area.
0: If you have lost your appetite, if you have lost your appetite, and this is just two friends talking amongst each other, uh, not, uh, not asking for a, doc, a doctorate, uh, uh, if you lost your appetite, you may be, you should go to the doctor or go get one of those tests, that test for uh, all those cancers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The gallery test by Grail. you can check 50 cancers through one blood test, and uh, you know definitely consult with your physician, but that sometimes is a warning sign. And in the future, doctors are going to be able to measure uh, microbial biomarkers, which may warn of impacting disease, and that's coming around in the future as well. And also a study was done with saccharin and sucralose that they changed the microbiome and they impacted glucose metabolism, resulting in weight gains and diabetes. And some of the things like a certain toothpaste and even lipstick have saccharin in it. And that also can mess up your microbiome. And there's a whole other area of research to let our listeners know called the psychobiotic diet, which is in one study, they fed people fermented foods that helped to feed the good bacteria and those people had less stress and the gut brain uh, communicate and basically after four weeks they had reduced stress when they started eating things like oats and quinoa onions leeks cabbage bananas kefir kombucha sauerkraut lentils those are all foods that feed the good bacteria and those people were taking off all sugary drinks and sweets and no artificial sweeteners and okay, give it to me one more life. time.
0: The stuff that does not feed tumors and the good stuff. You said lentils. I love lentils.
1: What lentils, else? kefir, kombucha, sauerkraut, apples, bananas, onions, leeks, cabbage, oats, quinoa. Those are the good things. The bad well, ones are the high fructose corn syrup, the sugary drinks, the artificial sweeteners. And, you know, also uh, after antibiotics, uh, if you take you too mean, many, of uh, Are we still...
0: saying that the tumors, they love sugar, cancer loves sugar, it also loves artificial sweeteners?
1: The artificial sweeteners disrupt the microbiome because basically when you put the artificial sweetener in your mouth, it tells the brain, oh, wow, there's sugar coming. Shoot out insulin, shoot out insulin. And then what happens is then your blood sugar starts dropping, but you actually didn't get the sugar and also some of the good bacteria are exposed to it, and they're not getting any energy out of it, so the whole microbiome system gets confused because it's like a fake-out. It's like, here, I'm delivering you a pizza, but inside the pizza, it's a piece of plastic. It's not Understood. really food.
0: But- Understood. Dr. Peter, we're, we're on overtime. Thank you for, uh, for making people, I'll tell you, you're making us, making us all smarter. And hopefully we all live a little bit longer, and, and God bless you, and may God give you 100 years.
1: Consult your doctor, of course, with all this information, and thanks for always getting the truth out on the Cats Roundtable.
0: PriorityGoldGuide.com.